Hi, Pat. Hey, Dev. Okay, enough of the pleasantries. I think we have a lot to go over this let's week, dive right so in. let's dive right in, which probably means it's going to be like a 22-minute episode, so I guess you're welcome. Yeah. Um, we have a lot. We have uh, chickens. We have um, a, a tribal council that will be interesting to get your thoughts on, uh, another challenge, um, a tribe swap. But first, I thought we could talk about our fellow uh, castaways on Crumpet Island, uh, the Grinch and Max, and how they treated... Christopher, when he got to the island. Um, I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was hilarious. Just the, the pettiness that they had. Um, I did. I, I, I mean, I, they, they did seem to come around on him. But there was one thing that um, Reem said earlier in the in that where she was saying, um, she's like, he thinks he's going to come out here and get everything. I'm not going to give him this. I'm not like, she's not the queen of this island just because she was there first. She doesn't even want to climb the damn stairs to get rice. Yeah. Like she's she's like the big bad um she's like the the wicked stepmother that has all the people running around doing chores. Right. So uh, it's funny to see them treat him that way when he comes in because like he was playing a game and they lost and and uh well, Keith Keith when he got there was like I'm not sad and then Chris goes out and catches fish and every single fiber of my being was hoping he was just gonna eat it in front of them and not give them any. Same same. I would have loved that and I would have had. No problem with it. Um, I also don't have... I mean, he, he doesn't know what Extinction Island holds. It's probably a smart move to try and get back in their good graces. Because yeah. um, he mentioned, they don't know, are we a tribe? Are we going to compete? Can we get back into the game? Like, what are the what are the stakes here? They don't know any of that. Yeah. Uh, and so he's, he's playing the long game, which I got to respect. But from... You know, Reem and Keith's standpoint, it's it's a little bit vindicating to see their tribe continue to struggle after they got him out, I think. Yeah, totally. I think it's got to feel, like, somewhat good. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree with that. Um, I thought it was nice to have Chris there because it seemed like Reem, Reem uh, and Keith kind of seemed like, like mean girls in high school uh, that fail a test and then blame the teacher even though they didn't study. Like, they just have <laughs> not taken any sort of accountability, I, I felt. Uh, right. for, for getting voted out. And then Chris comes in and I thought it was super refreshing because he is talking about like, I'm a perfectionist. And he like actually looked inward and like is keeping this whole thing a part of his journey, which is, which is cool. Right. Um, and I thought refreshing. So I'm, you know, I'm pissed that he's out because he was in my tribe. He's a beast in challenges, but it was just like nice to have another layer to that part of the game because it's just been them bitching on. Yeah. I, so that's a great point because it wasn't, and I mean, it's still not, but it wasn't in all that interesting. It also hasn't gotten a lot of screen time. So I think they do kind of want to keep us guessing with what's, yeah, what's sure. happening there. Um, but yeah, he, he adds an element of, I think what the, the, tr- just to be perfectly blunt, you now believe that there's someone on Extinction Island that could make it their way back into the game. Yeah, I think that's that part of it. When you look at Reem and Keith, you didn't, on their best day, I don't know that I saw them getting back into the game. You know, and Chris, we saw what he was in those challenges. And you saw the reaction of, uh, at the time, the Kama tribe when they saw that they voted out Chris. <laughs> because, you know, R- R- Ron said it, but the only the only thing Kama has to judge Chris on is him in challenges. And he was... Dynamite. Unbelievable. Yeah. So it's a very strange vote from an outsider's perspective, but I think it told you a lot about the tribe dynamics. I think Lauren made a great point on that too. It's, you know, you, you don't know the whole story, right? right, right. Um, but the yeah, I think you make a good point too because them being on Extinction Island, Chris, uh, sorry, Keith and and Reem 
a little bit of this is like me projecting and thinking about how, you know, we've seen people get back into the game on previous seasons that had something like this, uh, winning a challenge, something like that. And now that Chris is there, it's sort of exponentially worse for them in, in my mind with how I'm projecting it because I, I just don't see any world where they beat Chris. And I know you can get creative with the challenges and all of that if that's if that's what they end up doing. But at this point in time, it just seems like they're voluntarily torturing themselves, which I think is a phrase Chris even used. But like, mm-hmm. I don't know, Reem, what are you doing? Like, unless unless it's just like she's compartmentalized it to be like, you know, this is a personal journey and I should see this through and see how far I can push myself, then that's great. Good for you. But right. if that's not what you're doing, if you're still like of the mindset of a million dollars, just just raise the damn flag and get it going. <laughs> Right, because, I mean, she even said on the last episode, I was thinking about going home, but now i got to be here to help Keith. Chris can help Keith. You know, yeah, like if, 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 can. if that was your reason, why are you still here? Yeah. You know, and, you know, I mean, again, if, if she wants to continue to ride this out and then just getting Keith back in and now having someone they can bully is enough of an energy boost <laughs> for her, you know, then maybe, then, you know, all for it. Like, I, I think that she does, you know, I... I'll be a little bit upset when anybody pulls that flag. Um, I'd want to know the search, the circumstances around it, but I'm hoping, I'm hoping that nobody pulls that flag without finding a little bit more, at least, about what their future holds. Yeah, for sure. I um, and not to say that I want Reem to go home. She's been funny, so I, like by all means, stay, stay, darling. Um, so uh, yeah, Extinction Island was interesting this week uh, for sort of a, a change. Um, yeah, something that wasn't interesting was the tribe swap. Really? I thought it was very interesting. Really? I don't know. I mean, so here's something that was posed to me. Um, yeah. Do you think that the tribe swap was predetermined and that that is what they wanted to have happen? I think that that is what they wanted to have happened. Um, I do not think it was predetermined. You think that they wanted to have the same tribes, essentially, more or less, just broken up into three? I think that the way that it was broken up presented some really cool storylines right off the bat. So I think it works from like a pr- production standpoint. Um, you know, basically, and then, I mean, we see it play out with Leslie, and we'll get into it more. But they lost their easy vote, right? And, you know, so they they had to go kind of cannibalize each other. Um, and then the the Kama tribe, and I guess the new Manu tribe. I don't know really too much about what those dynamics are, but it does split what was going to be the power alliance in in two you know and because we've had the last couple seasons we've had something similar happen where when it split to three tribes all three of the tribes maintain the power alliance of the original tribe that was dominant right all 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 the way across the board and so making a fracture in that larger group by doing this i think puts those people that are now on Lesu in a much much more level playing field because you're then relying you're relying on Kama to come back together after the merge, but we don't know what's going to happen in these you know five to ten days that they're separate. Right, but now Lesu's just going to continue to lose, so now it's just going to be one. Like I'm less. I mean, I'm not. Can we talk about that because I don't get how they're losing every time. <laughs> We can get into that when we go into uh, we, we'll go through each of the tribes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk yeah. about the overall swap, but yeah, absolutely. It blows my mind. Um, I think that they just must like at this point in time because I'm I feel less interested about like I want to just get to the merge now. 
Right. And I almost hope, even though I like all of those players, they're my favorite players in the game, and that might just be because we spent the most time with them. You, I almost right. want Lesu to like lose out, so then there's like one or two of them left at a merge, mm. and then you just have to eat each other apart, um, like with respect to the Kama tribe, because I think like the nice thing about a tribe swap is like anarchy like for the viewer like it's exciting like it's all these new things and new relationships and it's really just wendy i mean it is entirely just wendy um who stayed on manu and now has four comma with her who's building new relationships but oh turns out she already effing torpedoed that <laughs> because she let the chickens out so i just I, I don't think there's any world where they wanted that to be the outcome because i think the show thrives on chaos at least that's yeah. when I most enjoy it. Sure. Um, but this is this is where we are, so like let's deal with it. And the way that I see getting out of it with like eventually causing the most anarchy, I think, is if like you basically like only have War Dog left, and he just like goes absolutely apeshit. Um, yeah, and I, I th- that, that's a good point because like you know we I, I think what I'm thinking is we might. We might be sacrificing a few episodes where it's a little bit mundane. You know, if if the um, you know if the Lesu tribe loses again, that's the same old story. If Manu loses, then you know Wendy's going to go home in pretty much any scenario. Uh, and you know what happens if Kama loses? I just don't think they will because they got Joe. Um, yeah. But I think that fracturing the Kama tribe and then reintegrating together at the merge could create for a, a better merge dynamic. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. You know, so that's, I mean, we, I, I, I didn't really think about your point about the next couple episodes that this, we're not, there's no, there's nothing new. Right. And I didn't think about your point of <laughs> splitting the comma tribe up and splitting like those like bulk alliances up. See what so happens when we work together. This is what I'm saying. This is conversation. This is podcasting. Yeah. At its finest. Pe- people helping people. <laughs> it's powerful, powerful <laughs> stuff. Um, so Manu tribe is now Eric, Aubrey, Victoria, Gavin, who are joined with Manu original Wendy seem to be getting along very nice hunky dory kumbaya survivor at the beginning um, until the chickens come up. Uh, Eric seems particularly psyched to have the chickens um, and Wendy. I guess I, I part of me thought that she might eat them out of spite because she hated, said she felt bullied by her old tribe. Yeah, and then nope, she just the second that they talk about wanting to eat the chicken, she brings it right back up again, and you, like, know what's coming. I know it was alluded to in the preview. Um, But I'm just curious, like, the strategy behind, like, the only potential thing I can think about letting the chickens out for anybody is, one, I guess you have, like, very strong moral convictions. For Wendy, it's always seemed more like a spite move to me, or, like, she like literally just wants Sia to give her thirty thousand right. dollars after the season, um, or you just want everyone to think you're so crazy that you'll get carried a little bit longer, especially when you're on the bottom, which she is. But I don't think that's what she's doing after after seeing it. No, and it was it was it was a little disappointing, you know, as a as a Wendy fan, um, and I know you're not, but what what she had the opportunity to do, like I didn't really hate what she was doing on the Manu tribe so much just because I didn't think she had anything to lose. Mm-hmm. Like she was already on the bottom. I mean, she maybe could have meandered it better, but you know, I, and those people were kind of coming at her. So, I mean, I think she had a little bit of some ground to stand on 
And then she gets put into this new tribe. She's got the opportunity to kind of settle things down, build new relationships. And sure, she's on the bottom, but all she's got to do is convince somebody that somebody else is a threat and that she's not a threat, which is pretty easy to do, it seems like, in today's Survivor. It also seems like that's the strongest tribe, so she can just ingratiate yeah. herself with these new folks. And they, I don't know, I just ha- I have a hard time imagining them coming last. You know, obviously anything can happen in a challenge, but it seems like mm-hmm. they are not going to tribal. No, no, I mean, they, they, they've been great the whole time. And Wendy's Wendy's a gamer in these yes, challenges. challenges. Yeah, so I mean, that, that's, we gotta give her credit there, but yeah, I, I mean, she had the, she had the opportunity to build some new relationships, and I think she just put herself on the bottom of another small group, and so she might be, you know, fodder to carry around to the end, yeah. because she's pushing people's buttons, but, you and know, when they... David even said it. He was, when she was like, return the flint, he was like, do, do you want to win? And she said, yeah. And he's like, okay. <laughs> oh, that was a great David moment. That was yeah, fantastic. He, I forgot about that. He just wanted to kind of confirm that she knew, like, you you know what you're doing? Okay. Okay. That's fair enough. Like, it wasn't. <laughs> Here, here's a question for you. Hit Does me. a chicken uh, left to its own devices survive in Fiji? I got to suspect not. Right, like I, I mean, I also like you also have to expect that there's no like serious predators on this island because I mean it's a small island. Yeah, they're probably not gonna be too big, and you got some liability as a production crew there. So I doubt that there's a, a panther hanging out in one of these places. But there's probably some snakes, some <laughs> island uh, panthers. Yeah, island panther. There was in uh yeah like Jungle Book. I got no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, like the, the, the Jungle Book was on Island I literally Googled, can a chicken survive in Fiji? And then ideal conditions for raising a chicken. And I saw one thing that seemed to support my argument that those chickens are going to die. Uh, because they it's like 65 degrees is, is the ideal temperature. And I just didn't read any of the rest of the article. <laughs> I saw what so I gonna, needed to see. They're, they were going to die regardless. But like, well, whatever. We don't need to spend too much time about this. I'm like, there's a way... If, if there was, like, if a, uh, what was her name? Emily Elizabeth last season, the cowgirl. Mm-hmm. Like, if she was there, could she kill the chicken in a humane way that is more humane? Sorry, is there a more humane t- way to kill the chicken to eat it than for it to get, like, gored by a boar? Am I making sense? Yeah, I mean, no, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Like, the, like, killing a chicken with dignity by chopping its head off with a machete might be the best way for it to go. Like, if you could do it with the chicken not knowing it, then, I don't know. Well, whatever. You you all see my point. Draw your own conclusions. (laughs) Yeah, and Uh. I think that, um, and, and, and yeah, I mean, I get, like, she seems to be coming from, like, a legitimate place. It's just, it's just strange. It's just strange. Like, she doesn't, like, she seems like she's trying to annoy people a little bit. Um, Totally. I I think, I hope that they catch a chicken and, and end up eating one. Yeah, and in our, our our other more divisive character from from uh, times past, Ty did weigh in on this matter, uh, and he said, you know, what Wendy should do instead of releasing the chicken is do what he did, which was tie their um, oh make a leash. Yeah, he basically tied the uh, their legs to a string so that they could run around, and he said then eventually the people will fall in love with them, and that did really happen on his his episode yeah. or his season. People are like, all right, these are happy chickens. They're laying a lot of eggs. Ty's nice, and we're not going to kill them. And so the, the the master is spoken, and Wendy's not falling in line. So right, I, he he also distinctly did not hide the flint. 
Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, little, little childish on on Wendy's part. I think we've but... uh, we've met the chicken quota for the week. <laughs> uh, the comma drive is now, Ju- yes, uh, Julia, Ron, Julie, Joe, hmm. and Aubrey. Yes. And an interesting ha- thing happened there. Really, we only saw that drive for about five minutes, like just long enough for this to play out, where Joe is at the watering hole speaking with Ron about, I feel great about you, bro. We should definitely work together. And, you know, my thoughts on Joe's social game, sort of sort of aside, I think, like, just looking at those two players, like, Ron may be the smartest person in the game this season, like, the most intellectual. So I just felt like you watched a dog sort of, like, playing with its food. Like, mm-hmm. I knew something was up there. I didn't know, like, to the extent of what was up. But, like, I knew he was just sort of, like, saying yes to, like, gather information from it and i may have yeah. this wrong afterwards didn't it seem like joe was like hey that went pretty well yeah i think i mean ron you you know my love and admiration for this man uh we, we can have a separate podcast for that but he he connected with joe and i think joe bought it and totally. ron doesn't know that joe has an idol but if he wants to blindside joe it's important that joe doesn't get a suspicion right because Joe can get his way out of that and, you know, where are those votes going to fall? He's tight with Aurora, so, you know, he if, if they get... And it's only a tribe of five, so if an idol is played with five, it's pretty much whatever that person wants. So Ron could be on the block if he's not careful here, but I think he handled it well. And I know you're usually our behind-the-scenes guy, but I did go a little bit behind the scenes and found out one more thing about Ron. So you remember how he got that advantage and didn't end up using it? Yeah. So what he has done is he ripped off the bottom portion of the the clue, which basically tells you its stipulations, so that it only reads that it has an immunity idol, and it doesn't tell you about the three days, three tribals you have to play it. And so he has rewrapped this, basically the clue or idol, like made an idol, I don't know what he did, but he had right. an idol, rewrapped it in this clue, and so he's going to presumably hide that and hope for somebody to find that at some point. And then... You know, uh, he'll have this advantage of somebody thinking they have an idol that they don't right, have. Right, 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 right. I, I misspoke before just for a second, too. Um, Aurora is on common, not Aubrey. Uh, that is smart. Oh, I like I like her. I mean, you saw a lot from Ron. That's a very interesting behind the scenes. Yeah. He, he, he's a gamer, man. I, I, yeah, my, my admiration for him grows by the episode um, because the, the editing was really good there, too. Um, but as Joe and, and Ron are... I guess seemingly bonding and building something to, to work off of. Uh, it then cuts to five minutes earlier. I think it even said that on the screen. Yeah, uh, that was the first time I've seen a flashback in yeah, Survivor. Yeah, yeah. Like let's let's work through this. Um, and and you go dig through um, Julia. You go dig through Joe's pants, and I'll keep him at the watering hole. Let's find out if he has an idol. And they didn't find one, but. I just I, I liked the play. I liked the power move. It's it's cool to see like strategy going on at that tribe still. Because um, you know you always... wait. I, was I wrong? I thought Joe had an idol. No, I don't think so. Okay, never mind then. Yeah, I guess that's not important. Blindside <laughs> him now. Um, <laughs> it's before he gets one. Right, right. Uh, so yeah, it's another tribe cool. I don't see losing though. It was no, not at all. He is such a beast, dude. He is such a Absolute beast. Monster. That challenge was incredible. Yeah. Um, and then Lesu is the old Manu. So we have Rick, Wardog, Lauren, Kelly, and David. Um, Kelly's comment 
was that they're the Cleveland Browns after they lost that that challenge. And she shouldn't get flack for it because this happened long, long before Vegas favored the Browns to actually win the AFC North. Um, this was filmed in succession with the previous season. So just I actually have a um, on this. I have a hot take from one of the uh, one of the one of the listeners. So this one is from Marshall, and he said he thinks that he took it as CBS doing some foreshadowing that Kelly is about to turn things around in a big way. That's a pretty fire take. Don't love, I mean, don't hate that. Uh, I kind of love it. Let's, let's yeah. Be um, so with Lesu, let or yeah, with Lesu, let's talk about. Did a, I say who that was from? That was from Marshall. Want to give him credit? Yeah, for yeah, it. yeah. Marshall. Okay, Marshall, good. Uh, friend of the friend of the pod. Um, mm. The challenge was, and we've got some coaching that we should remember. The challenge is better. Um, two two a frames that you have to climb over. And then you got to pull a crate of puzzle pieces and then put together what I would best describe as a fence puzzle. And I was into the challenge because it was pouring freaking rain and they had to get over those A-frames. And Lauren especially was like slipping out of her out of her boots going yeah. on that thing. My favorite part of the challenge was like they clearly designed that and then someone was like, <laughs> you know that thing at the beginning? Make him do that shit twice. <laughs> Yeah, once once is once isn't enough, and that was that's like um, I think that the rain made that a very very interesting part where it would it would have been less interesting. I still think they would have had to use teamwork to get up it, but they probably would have been able to get one person to run up it pretty quick. Yeah, but where they just couldn't do that and they had to catapult each other up and all that. And you would have seen significantly less of that human laddering because Joe would have just got up that thing in two seconds, just and then just pulled everyone up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So. Um, it was wrong. I mean, every time there's a rain challenge, I mean, I think it just brings you into the, into the, into the world a little bit more. Uh, it's always exciting because, you know, f- they, I think they just get lucky with during those rain challenges. They're usually having to like climb over something or catch something or there's right. the rain plays in a significant factor in the challenge itself. Yeah. Uh, but man, that was, that couldn't have worked out better for whoever designed those A-frames. <laughs> for sure. Um, then that so- puzzle looked tough too. Oh, it looked so. T- I felt so bad for Lauren, and then like you find out later that she's like feeling like garbage, and she's got to get over those things. Yeah, awful. Ugh. Um, and then also David, who we said had done like extensive practicing of um, puzzles in the in the off seasons. <laughs> yeah, just continues to flub up those, and he looked he looked like helpless. I felt like in this in this puzzle, he wasn't doing anything right because they had such a big lead getting there. Yeah, and let's talk about this because it was him and Wentworth again. And, you know, it, I don't know if it's just because they're the returning players, they're expected to know how to do this, but, you know, they they can't keep stepping up to the, like, you, you mention it all the time. The only thing that ever really matters in these challenges is the puzzle mm-hmm. because that can take you no time at all or forever. And so the, the lead that you get, sure, it's important, but if you can't do the puzzle, you're going to lose. Right. And they have failed over and over and over and over again and refused to give their spot to uh, Lauren this time. War Dog, I haven't seen do a puzzle, and I know that he's, you know, you want him for more of that physical stuff, but he seems to be a really sharp guy. Yeah, for sure. I, I thought you he know, should have been doing the puzzles too. I'd, I'd want War Dog in there, and, you know, I hate to say it, but it kind of seems like the uh, the pressure of being the returning player and probably the fact that he did 3D print these puzzles is getting to David. I think the moment's too big for him. Yeah, for sure. I, and I, th- I started to think that maybe he was going to be the person that was targeted to go home. Um, just because, like, he's been sort of an obvious weak link and he's a returning player who um, 
although I guess none of them have gone home, uh, they seem to be targeted uh, more of the season, which probably, you know, rightfully so. Um, so just interesting. I, I mean, that they send Rick home. I guess the best thing you can say about Rick and Challenge is that, is that you never super noticed him, or at least I yeah. didn't. Uh, but not to say he was a fantastic Challenge participant. Um, but basically the, the, the Tribal Council uh, comes down to... Kelly and Lauren voting together and Rick and David, uh, the dynamic duo voting together. So war dog, um, which was a deleted scene in his confessional. He, he sort of had identified that he, you know, if he was reading it correctly, he was the swing vote. Um, mm-hmm. so if you just talk about it from his perspective, do you think he made the right decision? I do. I do, because I think that what he has now is, you know, whatever, whichever way he did, he was going to get one returning player on the outs that he was going to have to loop back in. And so if he voted out Lauren, he would have had to try and loop back in Wentworth because Rick and Dave would have still been around. And so the way that he went, I think that Dave will recognize his position and want to work with Wardog more than Kelly. Kelly would have been okay, that's the line in the sand. It's me against the world again. Let's fucking go. Yeah. You know, she would. it would have been very tough to work with Kelly again. So I think, for one perspective, yes, he's able to work with David still. He's proven loyal to, loyal to Kelly. And I think the other perspective is the meat shield perspective. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to bring up. David is going to be a very tough guy to kind of, like, convince people of as a big threat. Because he'll likely always lose immunity, so you could kind of say, like, oh, we can get him later. Hmm. Wentworth is an easier one. And so, if and when he wants to get Wentworth out, he's got that opportunity. And and I think he just wants to play with Wentworth. I think yeah, that they like it. click. And he's, he's, he's taken her side now twice, where two, two votes in a row, he's been... You know, he, 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 he saved her last week. Yeah, for sure. And... He's uh, voting with her this week, so I think I, I think it's a decent move. But it, I don't think there was an easy vote or a good or a bad vote. I don't know. What did you think? I, I don't think it was an easy vote. I, I guess he probably did the right thing. I, I think like the only real second guess you can have is probably, especially considering the things that it seems like Wardock was most probable to do. Like it seemed like he wasn't going to go for one of the returning players. I, I feel pretty safe saying that. Yeah. So it, the Lauren vote would be like either a a mercy kill because she. <laughs> looks awful. I feel bad for her. Um, or or Rick. Um, so so basically, sorry, what was I saying? Um, either a mercy kill to get Lauren out, or just like the uh, keep the tribe strong sort of thing. Which I my feeling on it is that this ship has sort of sailed for him on on keep the tribe strong, and he is positioning himself best for the merge. And mm-hmm. I would take the meat shield a little bit of a different way. Um, not that I necessarily agree with it, but that I think he's thinking, let's have two returning players come with me to the merge because those are two people that everyone's going to want to vote out before they vote me out, which right. I agree with because I have information that Wardog does not uh, because I have seen the other tribe and they are all so gung-ho to get rid of the returning players the place where this could backfire is if all four returning players start working to get together. But it does seem like Kelly would be a, like a war dog evangelist at that point because he has been good to her. Yeah, that's actually an interesting point because 
what if the returning players starting work together and you just want to like, okay, who are they super close with? I think Joe could pull in Aurora and I think that Wentworth could pull in Lauren. And so all of a sudden that's six. Yeah. That's not a bad alliance Yo, if they need to make that shift, if they just say this is too crazy all around us. I That that would be awesome, I think. Just because, yeah. like, you know, we, we made our thoughts sort of, like, known on the returning player thing last week. And if they sort of turn the game on its head, then I'm about it. Because, yeah. I mean, you know, we live for the post-merge uh, part of Survivor. So right. if you know, just maximum anarchy, and I think that would be great. And those are all, like, four really strong players. So it would be, it would be fun to watch. Um, and... And did, are we, are we Team Joe now? He gets better every episode. I'm more impressed by his social game every single episode, and I just keep forgetting how amazing he is in these challenges. So I, I did feel like Chris was more or less his challenge equal. Um, Chris was <laughs> uh, just such dry toast, man. Like socially, he just <laughs> like. So yes, like my, this is my backwards way of saying yes. I, I'm more into Joe with like without me trying without with me trying to not give Joe any credit because I'm like I'm just like comparing him to to Chris who is nothing socially in my right. opinion. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm more into Joe and I'm sort of like begrudgingly accepting this like returning player thing because I'm like let's just yeah let's just let's just mess some stuff up. And let's um j- let's remember this too. Joe has the third most individual immunity wins of all time, yeah. so he is a very real, real danger after the merge. Um, he would need he would need three individual immunity wins to to tie um your boy Rob for for number one. Oh, Rob, right? right. Yeah, Rob for number one. Ozzy is alone in second with seven. So two individual immunity wins would catapult Joe to second all time. Um, and man, he is, you have to love your odds that that happens. Yeah. If, yeah. if he makes it, obviously. Right. And, and let me, let me ask you this before we kind of bring this thing home. Were you at all surprised that both David and Wentworth weren't even considered as a vote? No, cause I, I think it's like in line with what Wardog's done. He's not afraid to work with them. And I, I sort of resigned myself to the fact that I think he wants them around because, it, how he would say it specifically, you know, that's just less attention on the war dog. Yeah. It, it, the, the thing for me, though, is they've been debating, do we get rid of a returning player? Do we get rid of a returning player? And then when the there's no easy vote or no other vote that is kind of like, okay, we can all align on this. They know they're going to be split. Why do they just throw that possibility out the window? I mean, I get it because, uh, you know, Lauren was sick. But yeah. from Wentworth, from Wentworth's perspective, from Wardog's perspective, and Lauren's perspective, that seemed like a great shot to get Dave. I, I sort of threw the like lo- returning player logic out once I saw how that tribal council went, which was very like lovey dovey kumbaya. Like they just like went in their holes and worked with who they were most right. comfortable with, and didn't really take into account the larger strategy. They're like, "This is going to suck," which, by the way, hated that. Uh, but. That, I think that I think that's where they came from. Gotcha. Your thoughts, because we're running a little long. Your thoughts on that final there's the, that tribal in like five to ten words. It was just sad. It was one of the realer kind of emotional tribals I think I've ever seen. Uh, you could tell that these people do form these connections, and um, I'm glad that I'm glad that Rick handled it 
with class. I think that it was a fitting end to that tribal council as well. Uh, and it looks like he's getting an even worse welcome at uh, <laughs> Extinction Island. Yep. So uh, that should be fun to see how that plays out. I hated it. I hated every single thing about it. Uh, I don't care how much you like each other. I want these things to be... I want chaos. I want chaos in all spots. And I thought War Dogs was just going to be like, yeah, I don't know. I like you guys, but get out of the War Dogs way. And then they sent Rick home, and Rick is the only freaking person that... Or, sorry, not the only person, but he's the one who talks the most in those tribals. And, like, Jeff just goes to him every single time. And mm-hmm. he kicked off the tribal with a... With a news bulletin. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Uh, I'm going to miss Rick, so that's probably where my angst and bitterness is is coming from. Oh, yeah. He was a good one. He was a good one. So, like I said, running a little long, but just to recap the Fantasy Tribe standings, uh, the ones we care about, top three are untouched. Uh, your man's still in second place. Allie is still in first. And Pat, the uh, better half of the household, is is in third. Are you getting shit for that? Uh, No, I'm not. Not yet. Yeah. I'm sure I will. But I think I think that um, I gotta stoke that fire a little bit. Well, yeah, I mean, I think everybody knows that I'm I'm lurking. I'm lurking. I'm like <laughs> you, Usain Bolt. I'm not quick out of the blocks, but I'm gonna finish strong. You hear uh, it more and more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll really you'll good. you'll see Keith rise from the ashes like a phoenix and earn me a whole <laughs> bunch of points down the line. Uh, if you win this because of uh, because, because of Keith, Keith that would be incredible. I'm, I'm gonna fly out there and, and buy you a steak dinner. <laughs> that's that's fantastic. Yeah. You could do that anyway. You don't have to <laughs> I'd be okay with that. I think that is a fitting conclusion. Uh, until next time, we got nothing for you. Bye-bye.